This is Your Brain Health with noted neuroscientist Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. Your Brain Health explores strategies to maximize your cognitive functions through life. Here's Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. Join me as we return to our conversation with Dr. Bina. I think I wanted to ask you, I have one crown and the one tooth that I chip where I have the crown, I notice right around the gum, it's a little... Um, it's a little darker. It's not as beautiful and pink and healthy as the other tissues around it. So, you know, I do my best to keep that area as clean and healthy as possible. But I notice that's the one tooth that has the most trauma. Um, uh, yes, we always try to do our best at the dentist. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have to know when every time you have a filling or a crown placed on a tooth, there is a seam. So it's not just I got a feeling I'm done, I've got a crown, I'm all set. That's another misconception everybody has. Actually, it, if you have any restoration, you need more care because that seam is more prone for the bacteria to break through and cause uh, decay again. Imagine when the tooth that was completely intact and didn't have a seam, it got a cavity. So when you have a seam, uh, it uh, is much easier, just like... Uh, stitches in the clothing. Mm-hmm. If you have a shirt, where you have the stitching is more prone to get opened up. Well, and, and as, as, is, as we age, I'm assuming most people are going to have some sort of dental work done. So people get crowns and cavities, which makes it even more important to make sure yeah. we have great oral hygiene. Right now, brushing, what did you say, yes. 30 seconds uh, for each quadrant. So now I'm going to have to brush for four minutes. So now you, <laughs> you just changed my protocol. But that's okay because I don't want my mouth to be the portal where the bacteria are going to then end up in yeah, my no, brain or my heart. You're doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. You're doing a fantastic job in general. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, in general, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, you, we don't see the, too many people in the office that uh, are really are meticulous about keeping their oral hygiene uh, like you do, but uh, that's very good. But in general, uh, I'm just like want to address all the misconceptions that is in the dental field and people's mind. Please. One of them is that I need a cleaning every six months, which is totally, totally wrong and it should be really uh, thrown out of uh, people's ideas. The reason we are doing every six months is because how insurances started to pay for insurance mm-hmm. for a clinic. So it's not that how much you need. The need is based on individual uh, habits. Everybody is different. It's not that because that's how much you need. And that every six months is the minimum we should do. It's so for somebody who has good health like myself, I could do twice a year. But for most people, are you saying that they should come in every three Correct. months? I recommend every three to four months. It okay. all depends. Again, how well they are doing it at home. We don't want to push if you're, for example, if you want to increase someone like you that's doing a fantastic job. Uh, I don't think actually in your case is needed, but if you, uh, if you were to increase the frequency, it would be every four months for you. But someone I actually love it. I love, <laughs> I love going to the dentist. But I'm the person who's still wearing my retainer that I ha- I've had for Oh my God, I've had it since I got my teeth done back when I was, I think, 14. So I've been wearing a retainer since I was 14. So this, you know, the thing that I don't do, and I think every time I come into the office, I catch a little flack for it, is I grind my teeth. Um, And many people do. We grind our teeth when we sleep at night. And I do have 
I have the mouth guard. I do not wear it. I do every once in a while, but I remember you told me if I don't start wearing my mouth guard in 10 years or 15 years, I may need to start getting implants. So I don't want that. So I need to now get over that hurdle and wear that darn implant, uh, wear the mouth guard a little bit more. Yes, uh, well, uh, I would say for you, probably every four months is good, and mm-hmm. um, but uh, that's you doing the right thing and using all the uh, like water peak and all of that, but not everybody does that. The other factor that is also very important is people are diabetic. Mm-hmm. If they have diabetes or any heart issues, it becomes more important because you don't want to keep those uh, bacteria oh. sitting around your gum for too long. That's, and, that's uh, what I was wondering. Like if you have a health condition, like you said, diabetes, or in my mind, because I'm always thinking about the brain, if you have memory issues or you've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, do you feel it's more important to get in there absolutely. more absolutely. frequently? I can give you some examples, actually, of some of the patients that I've seen. One that uh, uh, stands in my mind is that uh, this gentleman had some implants done by another dentist a long time ago, came to the office for evaluation, and I checked, and the implants were infected. They were uh, like really pus was coming all around implants oh. and i told him look you really have to get these uh, implants out go to the see the other surgeon and you have to do it quickly because now it is uh, affecting your sinus and um, there would be a point that uh, there is, would be so much damage that it cannot be even corrected if you, all that bone around the sinus goes you're going to have a bigger problem so mm-hmm. i'm explaining to all of these in terms of the dental but then I, when I got some health information from him, um, he, for the past several weeks prior from, to my visit, he sees that he feels uh, like sluggish, he's tired, mm-hmm. he uh, cannot focus, he has some uh, many issues going on. And then everything just makes sense. Like you, you have a, like a source of infection in your body, mm-hmm. and it's not just going to it in the mouth is circulating your bloodstream right it can it and for the bloodstream it goes everywhere it can affect your brain your health and um everything else well, arthritis All me. arthritis exactly. i was shocked exactly. to see that rheumatoid arthritis is linked to this bacteria so if you know that you are someone who has an active infection in the mouth and you've got other health complications a really smart thing to do would be form a great partnership with your dentist and create a protocol, brushing protocol, and how often you need to come into the office just to keep the clean, the teeth clean, keep the biofilm off the teeth, and just really bring down the bacterial load in the mouth so that the body's immune system can help to support, um, you know, your overall health. Yes, uh, one of the things that you just mentioned about arthritis and all the other inflammatory issues is mm-hmm. uh, related to, the, again, the same bacteria. Because bacteria is not only causing the infection, that's one uh, big uh, blow to, the, uh, to our health. Mm-hmm. But it's an inflammatory response also when it's all around the gum, the, the the why the gum become like red and start to uh, recede easily and mm-hmm. all these problems that's an inflammation also so it's the inflammatory uh, uh, toxins that get re- released in our system aside from the infection so it's actually twofold those inflammatory byproducts 
for someone who already has inflammation in the system, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis can be potentiated because now you're adding uh, fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. So, so someone has inflammation in other parts of the body and then you have another source that's feeding more inflammatory response that's circulating your system. It, um, and other ways to indirectly also reduces your immune system right. ability to fight other infection, other parts of the body because your body cannot be fighting uh, too many wars all right. over you, uh, all over. So you, uh, if you're just like giving uh, more areas to be busy with, it would be less. Uh, I like that uh, energy for the other parts. <laughs> right. So again, another glowing recommendation for having a really good oral health protocol. And and it really just says, hey, if you can get into your dentist every two months or once a month, I mean, if you're really struggling with issues. I see no reason why you shouldn't just go in and get a cleaning and keep, um, you know, keep those yeah, that bacteria usually, load down. Exactly. Usually, what I uh, what to like people that I see that have a lot of plaque or some health issues mm-hmm. or uh, some gum issues, I want to put them on the uh, every three months to begin with, and then we can adjust it to make it every four months if we see uh, some improvement or other things. And everybody is different. It's not a one-size-fits-all formula. Sure. I have one patient that she's coming every month. You may have even seen her in the office because sometimes I, uh, <laughs> when you were at the office, she was there too. She had some issues. She's good. Every single month she's coming for a cleaning. Good for her. And that's uh, uh, because she doesn't want to lose more teeth and she has other right. health issues. So for some people uh, would be once a month, some people uh, twice a month, uh, one month every two months. But majority of people, I think, would benefit by having a cleaning every three months or four mm-hmm. months. And one of the things is that uh, people get scared because they hear about deep cleaning. I <laughs> just want to put their mind in ease. Deep cleaning for someone who hasn't been to a dentist for about a year, two years, or they didn't have a good habit, you probably the starting point. Uh, you start doing a deep cleaning, but it doesn't mean that every time you have to have a deep cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's like once you clean everything from under the gum and everything is nice and clean, then the maintenance will be much easier, which is every three months. That's another um, example that I tell all my patients is that imagine you uh, cook something. If you wash the pan right away, you only have to use the oh, sponge, sure. the little bit foam, everything comes off. Now you leave the, same, uh, the pan for the next day, now you have to scrub it and use the, the part that's not sponge because it's not going to do it. You have to scratch it. So if you uh, do every three months, once the plaque is soft, your visit would be uh, quick. Right. Uh, less uh, scraping, less scaling around the root because uh, the plaque is much softer. It comes out much easier and um, it hasn't got the chance to cause damage because even if you do every six months, by that time, some of the plaque has hardened. You have to scale a bit more, but the bacteria has caused some damage to the gum and the bone, and it's accumulative because if you lose, let's say, one-tenth of a millimeter of the bone mm-hmm. every six months, so after two, three, four years, that adds up. So that mm-hmm. would be like a slow but progressive bone loss and gum disease around your teeth, which you can simply avoid all of that by having a maintenance uh, interval that three or four months. And believe me, believe me, it is far, far, far less costly than all the money that I see people have to spend on 
correcting right. the problems caused by those infections. Right. Like all the gum surgeries, all the tooth loss, and implant replacement that can be done. Oh my God, I've uh, I've heard the co- I've heard the cost of putting implants in, and it's you know that can be forty thousand, sixty thousand dollars. I mean, it's extraordinary to it the can be a lot. And then you imagine that that can uh, give you for like uh, three, four, five years of uh, cleaning. Right, thank <laughs> you. Exactly. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking of people that I know that have actually had to have, you know, a whole bunch of implants put in and, you know, I've, I've heard the story. So, hey, I've got a couple quick questions that I wanted to ask. They're curious questions I have, but I think people would appreciate them. So I wanted to get your thoughts on fluoride and toothpaste. So, you know, we know fluoride protects teeth from decay by demineralization. And, yeah, I, and uh, I, you know... They're, they're... Uh, fluoride in toothpaste is very good because air, that's how everything uh, started from um, the many many years ago when they started putting fluor- added fluoride to uh, toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, studies show that there was a decrease in number of uh, cavities that people have, and it really does help. Right now we are, but it is a controversial uh, issues for many people. Some people don't believe in fluoride. But some uh, people well, here, live in Florida, yeah. one of them, because we see the benefits. And it started from nature. It started from observing in uh, cities or population when the fluoride is is already naturally in the water. And then they notice that those people don't have cavities. So that's how it's got, they got so, the idea to add the fluoride right. in our water or in toothpaste and everything. So we see the benefit of it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we're exposed to fluoride, you know, in the water supply. And we know that excess consumption can lead to cancer. Um, you know, I would say, you know, I, I don't always use fluoride in my toothpaste. So are you comfortable with people who have good oral health to use fluoride-free toothpaste? Um, I am comfortable. And the example I use it, uh, well, if some people don't want fluoride in the water, I can understand the mm-hmm. angle they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's fine. If you don't want to have a systemic fluoride, that is a separate issue. But mm-hmm. the, the uh, angle that I come from, is I just uh, uh, imagine putting a suntan lotion uh, I mean, uh, sunblock, sunblock on your skin. Mm-hmm. You don't eat the sun, uh, sunscreen. If sure. you, you don't swallow it. If you swallow it, uh, you're going to get sick. Mm. But you're applying on your skin and you get some protection. So sure. you can apply fr- topical fluoride, the fluoride that is uh, right uh, covers the surface of the tooth, the enamel, and gives you some protection. It doesn't affect your whole body. It's not a systemic uh, fluoride. So at least you can benefit from those. Uh, people who are more prone to cavities, uh, well, in, in, uh, then they should get the benefit from fluoride creams or fluoride in office fluoride varnish or the gels. Sure. And uh, a lot of people who are medications, uh, eight out of ten medications that people are taking, one of the side effects is dry mouth, and dry mm. mouth increases Ooh, uh, the chance of getting cavities, and so that is very shocking to many people and it's really upsetting to dentists and uh, such as myself that a patient comes and they have some uh, issues going on their own medication and on top of it you have to tell them like oh you have like like uh, six, ten cavities. Oh my in God! Canals and all of that. They didn't have anything in their life before, right? And they don't know why. All of, why all of a sudden have all these, all these issues? Cavities. And then you have to tell them like, look, you have to be on 
uh, fluoride to prevent your other teeth from getting cavities. And this is something that uh, I always recommend people that as soon as I find out they're on antidepressant or medication, other medications, mm -hmm. because most of them cause dry mouth. So this is something that they need to be aware of. Aware. The mm -hmm. fluoride, topical fluoride, is a big help. It's not a uh, problem, but this controversy, I know a lot of people, they say Light. don't use it or don't mm -hmm. get it. And that is, a, it's just okay if you want to have uh, cavities and root canals and other things, then don't do it. I appreciate your perspective. And I, I knew in asking a dentist, I was probably going to get the answer, please use fluoride in your toothpaste. And you see so many patients that have such poor oral health that, you know, a dentist is, is going to say, we want you to be armed, right, with everything you can do at home to help reduce the bacterial population. I, I Unfortunately, I'm going to have to wrap up. I love talking to you. I actually have more questions. But would you be willing to come back on another show and we can continue this? I would love this? to. I would love to. Love to anytime. I, Wonderful. Uh, believe me, there's so many things we can uh, cover. And I have uh, that part of the bacterial uh, infection and inflammation uh, just mm -hmm. around the gum. I can just even uh, yeah. We can talk next time. We can talk about periodontal detail. disease and, and there's exactly. all all kinds of really fascinating things. Well, Dr. Bina, thank you so much for your time today. You are a wealth of knowledge. Again, every time I come and talk to you, I learn something new, and I really just thought it was important to share some of these gems of knowledge with my audience and I'm already going to change my um, brushing protocol now now I need to set a timer two to four minutes so thank you so much I'm wishing you a wonderful day thank and you. thank you so much for having me in your show and um, I uh, again want to thank you for what uh, wonderful job mm -hmm. you're doing for your listeners and all the staff that uh, helped to provide this uh, service today, I want to thank them as well. Oh, thank you so much. And I will be seeing you in the office soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to thank Dr. Shaheen Bina. And if you happen to be in the Southern California area, you couldn't ask for a better dentist. You can learn more about Dr. Bina by visiting his website at EncinoDentalAssociates.com. I'm Dr. Kristen Willemeyer, and thank you for listening to Your Brain Health. You've been listening to Your Brain Health with Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. For more information or to contact Dr. Willemeyer, visit drwillemeyer.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-E-U-M-I-E-R.com.